Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Once again, we're so blessed to be with, together this afternoon for our power hour. And I humbly would like to present a few thoughts to you. Amen. And it's about five smooth stones. Uh, and um, it reflects but go a bit further than the encounter with the young boy, uh, David, uh, with the giant Goliath. Let me say from the, from now that, you know, we, in terms of our lifespan, life expectancy, and other things that um, <coughs> that affects us as we um, live uh, on this earth. Um, we were referred to David as a young boy. Uh, I don't know, early teens, maybe even uh, younger than that. But in reality, in those days, because uh, of the shorter lifespan of people um, and the things that they had to do, uh, the occupation, how long their parents lived, and many other factors, and uh, they weren't expected to go to graduate school and most people you know so a lot of things that we do today uh, they didn't go through so in terms of when david lived and when he confronted and challenged goliath uh, in many ways he was considered a man indeed a young man but a man just the same. So this encounter with um, uh, Goliath, and I think we all know the story uh, fairly well, um, came about because the Israelites uh, were reluctant and the scripture clearly said they were afraid of um, confronting this giant uh, Goliath. Now, um, I, I, I've been teaching on this and um, I explain that um, historically in just about every culture uh, where people fought against each other particularly when they were basically of the same ethnicity, often would, would settle uh, arguments, misunderstanding, uh, and other things in some kind of a sportsmanship 
battle. <clears throat> Some kind of a contest. And they didn't actually kill people, but they part of it was to embarrass the other side. That's well documented in the, you know, in 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 in, in history. And um we see that also in the Bible. Uh and the confrontation between the Philistine and uh the Israelite army at the time of David and Goliath probably uh resemble or kind of similar. There must have been some kind of agreement that instead of slaughtering thousands of people, which happened happened from time to time, they would settle it with uh, two champions, two two people get out there and and uh, as we would say, duke it out. Although this is more than duking it out, uh, fight to the death, and 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 that was settle the score, so to speak. I don't want to make this sound light because there were constant wars and we have the biblical account for this between the Philistines and the Israelites and many of them were quite bloody but you can see how you keep depleting your men you keep depleting, depleting your resources this and that you could see how and then the Philistines among the Israelites and Israelites among the Philistines. It's just quite remarkable how human beings interact with each other. Yeah, they get into battles. So, but you can see how once in a while they may say, well, let's settle this. Uh, you send somebody out to fight my champion and and I send somebody out to fight your champion, and whoever wins, uh, that will settle the score. Like I said, this is not uh, unusual so much. It happened in Africa. It happened here among the native people of this country, uh, you know, of the Americas, both North, Central, and South America, many parts of Europe and even Asia, I shouldn't say even Asia, I should say including Asia, this was not unheard of. It was done from time to time in that way. So I guess that, that's the first thing I, I would like to emphasize that this probably was a means of them avoiding large-scale bloodshed by choosing a champion on each side. Now it would refer from the text and the understanding would our understanding would be that the Israelites were either taken by surprise. There's a lot in the text that suggests they were unprepared and that uh, because on the Philistine side it was this giant who they are chosen. I would say quite a 
strategic uh, plan and execution by the Philistine. And like I said, they probably took the Israelites by surprise. Now, in our Thursday night Bible class, I was sharing that there were giants from the beginning in Palestine, uh, very large people. And uh, it wasn't necessarily an exaggeration when in the time uh, when they were about to enter into the uh, promised land and they sent spies out that in the time of Joshua, in the time of Joshua, that um, the report came back that there were giants. There were giants. Uh, for all we know, there may have been giants um, in Egypt too, but it doesn't matter. They probably didn't see any giant, but that that's not the point. The point is that they found an excuse to try to discourage the Israelites from going into the land. But we see from way back in Genesis that uh, these people who were much taller and much bigger than the typical people uh, were around. Not, I imagine a thousand upon thousands upon thousands of them, but uh, groups of people who were exceptionally large, tall. I also said in the Thursday night Bible classes, quite, quite interesting because of the genes and all of these things happen. Uh, if you're into that kind of study, you may find it fascinating. I remember many, many years ago when I was doing some research uh, between the Tutsi and other people around, um, and the uh, Watusi uh, there and um, and Eastern Africa, Eastern Central Africa, that genetically the Watusi, which is known to even to this day, have many, many tall people among them. Seven footers uh, is a is a common thing among some of these Watusis. But genetically, they are related to the pygmies. Pygmies are, are people who are known for their very short stature. So there's more going on. That's the point I'm trying to make. Uh, exactly what I don't know if scientists fully know, but the point I'm trying to make is that the Philistine pull off a surprise move by presenting their champion as someone who was a giant, so to speak. And um, <clears throat> some interesting things. Uh, we know also historically, and it still happened today, we do the same thing. We may call it contractors, we may call it whatever thing. In just about any major war that ever been fought, there have always been people who have been conscripted uh, and always sometimes conscripted against their will. Uh, they were forced into fighting for one side or the other. 
or there were mercenaries, uh, people who were who, who were paid to fight. They, the people who fight fought for money, and it's interesting because they'll fight on either side. Whoever would pay them, they would fight. That was their occupation, so to speak. It seems reasonable to conclude and exegete that this Goliath, this giant that David would challenge in battle was either conscripted or he was a mercenary or something. But like I said before, it took the Israelites by surprise. Now someone may ask, well, why didn't the Israelites think about it? Well, we don't know. They may have thought about it, may have done it in the past. We don't know. The giants may have fought among other groups of people. I'm searching over the centuries, over the centuries, not necessarily as champions, but just as conscripted or mercenary fighters. That would give one side or the other some advantage. Well, nevertheless, I want to get to these five smooth stones. Uh, many years ago, I, I, I preached to someone these five smooth stones, and I suggest very strongly from my research and my understanding that um, there was some suspicious suspicion, perhaps on David's side, perhaps on the Philistine side, that they didn't want to be surprised again. That there been there may have been more giants uh, ready to fight. The Philistines could be planning another surprise to present a more giants, and uh, just in case uh, something would happen to Goliath, which incidentally did happen, and that's why perhaps. Uh, David took more than one stone uh, and the reason is that if you are using this sling shot type that was used the people with great experience in using the sling shot would, would definitely be very accurate so probably David with his uh, gift of using the slick shot, slingshot according to his own accounting, probably wouldn't need more than one stone. But still yet, <clears throat> one may ask this from a spiritual standpoint, you know, you know how we spiritualize scripture, that if God intended David to defeat Goliath, he would only need um, one stone. Uh, now, I, I've said from time to time, I think that uh, there's some play of ideas in the text of the Israelites being unprepared and the Philistine being overprepared. Look at Goliath. That question has been asked of me many times. If he's so big and so large, why did he need all this armor, all this protection and so forth? And I have the simplest answer that I know because they wanted to be ready and not be taken by surprise. And uh, in any case, I said, I think last Bible class on Thursday night, it's interesting because with all the protection 
one may have, there's always some part of us, something about us that's vulnerable. So it happened in the case of Goliath because David was able to get between the arm or someplace and slew him. But in any case, the play of ideas, the pun here, is that David wanted to be prepared and over-prepared, prepared. My conclusion by research uh, led me to believe that there might be suspicions uh, that the Philistine would pull another surprise on them, and there may be more than one Goliath, so to speak. And we have that confirmation. We have that confirmation right, right in the Bible. And so today, briefly, I wanted to share with you 2 Samuel chapter uh, 21, starting at verse 15. 2 Samuel verse, I mean, chapter 21. Starting at verse 15. 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 15. <clears throat> Five smooth stones. I said on Thursday night Bible class, some of you may have been at the Bible class, or you may have picked up the um, archived uh, on-demand um, class, is that, you know, the this, this smooth stone is emphasized because a smooth stone used by uh, people who use the slingshot would have more accuracy. Uh, in fact, projectile that we use today, whether it be rockets or even a bullet, tend to be smooth because they traverse and propel and project themselves through the, the air uh, more accurately if, if, if the surface was not uh, rough and not smooth. So verse 15, once again, the Philistines were at war with Israel. And when David and his men were in the thick of battle, David became weak and exhausted. Wanted, I want to take just a little bit of time, if you allow me to go over this a little slowly. And I'm, ex, um, I'm expanding much on what I said in Bible class because I wanted to share these thoughts with you at Power Hour. Now David is a much more grown man. I don't know, perhaps in his 20s, 30s, whatever it is. <clears throat> He's now king. And he fights with his guys, some of them, you know, since he became king part of his army. Some of the same, uh, uh, guys that, um, that David ran with and, and uh, hid from Paul Saul uh, and, and kept company with some pretty rough p 
people out there, ruffians. And now he's king and he's fighting the Philistines over and over again. Now contrast this with when he's young, challenging, confidently Goliath. And he's now fighting and they're saying this particular battle in the thick of the battle, in the height of the battle, he became weak and exhausted. And what I'm trying to say to us this afternoon is that because we may win a battle, it doesn't mean that the enemy is necessarily going to stop. And there may come a time when we become weak and exhausted. Contrast this because I think this text is meant definitely to contrast what happened with the wonderful story of David and Goliath to David when now he was king and now a more mature person and probably didn't have the energy and everything, the strength and everything, like when he stood up and to Goliath and slew him. Now verse 16, Ish Bini Benov was a descendant of giants. It's the name of this guy. And if you all do a lot of research, you will know that these people, these giants, were called Rafa, descendants of Rafa. R-A-P-H-A. So this guy, Ishbi Benoff, his brown spearhead weighed more than seven pounds. Yeah, okay, he's a giant. He can he can carry around two and a half kilograms on a spearhead, not counting the spear itself. See how powerful a weapon he was carrying, even though he's a giant. He is a descendant of Rafa giants. And he was armed with a new sword. Emphasis there, will be able to easily break. He had cornered David and was about to kill him, kill David. Let us pause there for a brief moment. Contrast this with <clears throat> David confronting Goliath. Here is another giant. Here is another Goliath. But this is another time and David is exhausted. This is be Benov is after him to kill him and was just about to kill him, have him 
cornered. One thing I want to stick a pen here to say, and we're going to move along uh, because I want to give you all time to share, is that um, basically when you read stories in the Bible, and particularly in the Old Testament, if you have an exhaustive concordance and so forth, use it to see where else the name of people show up. Because many times the stories continue. If you just read the story of David and Goliath, you wouldn't get the full sense of what that story is all about. It still goes on here in Second Samuel. It's telling us more about David and more about Goliath and more about the things that we confront in life and the five smooth stones. They were more giants in the land. And so uh, one of David's uh, soldiers, Abishai and Zeruiah, came to David rescue and killed the Philistine. They didn't use slingshot. By this time, they're much more accomplished and they knew how to fight giants. Then David's men said to David to declare, you're not going out to battle with us again. You're older now. You ain't that little shepherd boy, brash and brazen. You're older now, why risk losing you that we need as head of Israel? Why risk snuffing out the light of Israel? So after this, there was another battle against the Philistine at Gob. They fought, and Sebekai and Hushash kill Saf, another descendants of giants, another Goliath type uh, person. And doing another battle again after this at Gob, Helhanan, son of Jair from Bethlehem kill the brother of Goliath of Gath. So there in verse 19, it states plainly, not only what is stated in 15, 16, 17, and 18, that there were other giants, but here is definitely a brother, another giant, a brother of Goliath himself. Ah. The handle of his spear was as thick as a weaver's beam. And then in another battle with the Philistine at Gath, they encountered a huge giant, this one apparently even larger than Goliath. And Goliath and his brother, he had six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot and 24 in all. 
And he also was a descendant of these giant, these particular people that I told you about. Amen. And but when he defied and taunted Israel, he was killed by Jonathan, the son of David's brother Shimea. Then in verse 22, and I'll probably stop there, uh, these four Philistines were descendants of the giant of God, but David and his warriors killed them. So one of them, David's brother himself, David's brother, actually killed. Five smooth stones. You need to be prepared, and you need to be ready, and you need more than one stone, and you're going to be wary sometimes. But God has help for you. Amen. I want to stop there so I can give people time to comment. Uh, hold on a second. And... Uh, and uh, I give you the clear when you can speak, start speaking.